to call in and talk live here on the airwaves as you are every single night of the week from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-453-FREE. Looks like American cities are burning again, or at least Portland, Oregon. Then again, is it really American? I mean, it seems like it's someplace out of some uh, communist dystopian future. I don't know. Not a big fan of Portland, I gotta say. It was a beautiful place. It was Portland, D.C. and New York, and those are all uh, leftist cities, so had fun with that. So what happened over there in Portland, Melanie? So there were, and it it is hard for me to tell in some of these videos who the Antifa are and who the feds are, which is kind of telling to me. But, and the way the cops reported this was that Antifa was throwing explosives onto a federal courthouse. And they are throwing something onto a federal courthouse. It looks more like fireworks to me. They do explode. Yeah, but that's... It's like saying I have a nuclear device and you're talking about your microwave. Like, it's just really misleading. I did have a friend who one time was arrested for uh, throwing a deadly missile at a uh, police officer. And what he had done was tossed a water balloon out of the back of a truck. That's not deadly. Well... I'm just telling you, that's yeah. what he's arrested for. Pretty sure that at least counts as less lethal munitions. <laughs> Seems yeah. less than lethal, And yes. so th- th- there's a lot of videos. This is from the Twitter account of Maria Vitti, who apparently covered the riots. She seems to be anti-Antifa from what's on her page. But, yeah, so the, and there's there's a bunch of them there. One of the things they're doing is throwing smoke bombs slash fireworks at the federal courthouse, there does not seem to be any structural damage to me. They said that they were trapping federal agents inside. This is way too dark for there to have been still court going on. They are like duct taping up what appeared to be. It was it was almost too small to be a window, but it was a little bigger than Vince I've seen. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what it was, but they did duct tape that up and they had those portable fences that go around construction sites and the kind of orange ones. Um, they look like fences, but if you've ever driven by like a construction site, like they, you, you can move them one panel at a time. Oh, they so don't dig into the ground. Okay. And they portable put, chain link fences. Uh, yes. Yeah. So they put those around the courthouse and then just threw whatever this is. It's it, like, there's no debris coming off there. I really doubt there's structural damage to this building. Um, there's also a video of them, they, in front of a cop earlier in the day, cause it's daylight, they just walk up to a guy and just punch him. And it's two cops standing on, cause I think they knew the riot was coming. Two cops standing in front of the median or the, you can't see what's on the other side of, but there's a street and then a ledge and then grass and the cops are standing there. And in front of, just completely in front of the cops, one of the Antifa just walks up to a guy who's just standing there and punches him. It almost looked like a setup, because then obviously he gets arrested. The guy who got punched? Or the Antifa guy? The guy who, the Antifa guy. Okay. So, 
I mean, any idea why that was? I mean, I don't, I, I'm kind of confused. Why no. would an Antifa person punch, just punch somebody? I thought I they mean, only punched Nazis. Did he have a Nazi well, armband? If you, the, if you expand no. the definition of a Nazi wide yes. enough, then you can be pretty sure well, that this whoever guy, this you're punching is This was a black guy, one. though. Um, <laughs> so I the don't... black guy that got punched? Yes. Black Nazis. Darn it. I mean, I guess so. I don't... I don't... hate it when that happens. <laughs> Anybody who's not actively with us is actively against us. The the sum of the majority of Antifa seem to just be like super unstable to me. One woman just stripped naked and stood in the street. Mm-hmm. That's uh, performance why. art. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, it's important. Then they were blocking making off, a point. Yeah. Then they were blocking off streets because that's what you do. Um, some of them got run over for blocking off the street. Yeah. I gotta say, as a protest, I am against you know street blocking off. I'm against any recreational blocking off of streets. So riots, protests, parades. If you're like broken down on the street and you have to like block something off to to pull the guy out, that's fine. You have to repair the street, that's fine. But like any recreational blocking of the street, I must say I've enjoyed a a parade or two. uh, You know, but I don't see how that's different though than. I do see where you're coming from, right? Like a parade is when a group of people, in that case, the government, says it's okay to march down the middle of a road uh, playing music or doing whatever you're doing. Then why is then why wouldn't it be okay for me to decide uh, to block off the street and march down it playing music? I get the I get the similarity. Sure. Yeah. And then so they yeah, they. They are just completely random. I think they're mostly mental, but they did some really good things, and then they did some really horrible things, and they just kind of commit acts indiscriminately, it, it seems, so, to an outside observer. So was this after the uh, the whole uh, unmarked cars and uh, abducting people off the streets of Portland and that whole thing? This was yesterday. Yeah. All so right. it was a few days ago that they, uh, we don't know, some policing agency we're presuming, because all the information we have is, is they're wearing soldier outfits, and supposedly across the front is one of those Velcro strips that says police. Now, very any, official. Yeah, anybody can get that. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll, I'll just go so ahead and a say, lot of people could make that. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it's probably not a militia. Probably is a form of law enforcement. But just grabbing somebody off the streets without charges—that's bizarre. I that's terrifying. I heard a speculation that, and I, I am not qualified to confirm this but i have heard a speculation that they're they might not be abducting people they might be collecting their cis and plants to debrief them and then throw them back on the street later okay well because if you're if you're doing undercover work in in a black block you can't be like oh man i got i gotta go home and and, and cook some spaghetti i'll be i'll be back in three hours like you can't just You leave. will eat your spaghetti here, comrade. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, I got a doctor appointment. Hey, I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. We but have witch you, doctors, yeah. comrade. But if Did you, you bring enough for everyone? <laughs> if you get dragged off the street by some boots, then yeah. like, okay, that's... At least your cover is legit. But yeah. the question is, is like, well, now, well, now we're saying it on national radio. So suddenly your cover isn't legit anymore. Well, if, if, yeah, so if it's the cops, so if, yeah. I mean, they could just be abduct, abducting random Antifas, but that seems less of an official reason. Like, you would want the leaders, right? So 
just grabbing some at random for the fun of it and, and then driving off. You're not like obstructing the crowd. You're not breaking it up. You're just like, <laughs> I, I want me an Antifa. I'm going fishing. Like, okay, bye. Like that, yep. that makes a lot less well, sense. From the story I had, uh, I had looked at, it looked like they were actually trying to, uh, grab specific people, uh, that, uh, they were charging with, uh, I don't know, obstruction of justice and destruction of, uh, state property, things like that. So it did sound like they were trying to get specific people even though that really wasn't the effect. Well, yeah, and that fits both both theories also. So so I would say that, um, you know, it, for a while there, it seemed like sort of the peaceful protests and all that stuff was over. Like, we're just not going to have any more of that. And whatever forward momentum they had is gone, and I guess it's over. But now apparently uh, somebody's trying to get it back, and they're trying to get it back in a big way with a concerted push across the nation in several different cities. So... Well, that's interesting. Well, when you've got these kind of secret police style tactics, I mean, that's definitely going to inflame a lot of passions and that's going to get people, you know, back on the streets for protests in a hurry. Yeah, I I, I must say that I, although I am no fan of Antifa or uh, BLM as organizations, I do think that these protests will probably have a positive result for all of us. If there's some kind of scaling down of the policing apparatus in America, taking taking away some of that uh, momentum. BLM once it's scaled up, though. They I'm just not going to hold my breath weird. for that one. Yeah, I, I hear you. So anyway, the number 855-450-3733. What do you think? Am I crazy? 855-450 free free talk live talking about well riots violent protests fires peaceful protests i'm not even sure what to call this stuff uh you know like i I don't even know i mean none of them were peaceful some of them were just some of parts of some of them were justified like just because it's justified doesn't make it not violent doesn't make it not aggression though yes and as far as, uh, what was it, a, a courthouse that they were uh, allegedly yeah, uh, I mean, throwing you know, explosives blow up on top of? unoccupied courthouses all you want. I mean, you, there might be negative consequences to that. But <laughs> there you, might be a, some. Attacking random people in the street and, and attacking people's houses and waving AKs at people's faces while they're in their own yard is not, or ARs, is not uh, not Okay. Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspective on current events from those who value liberty, freedomsphoenix.com has it. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. Freedomsphoenix.com. Let's go to the phones. Got Robert calling in from South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, sir. Can you hear me? Yep, gotcha. What's on your mind? Okay. Well, you know, um, I lived in uh, in Europe, in Dresden, Germany, and um, what I oftentimes went to Berlin. And they know and, something uh, about fires. They know quite a few things about uh, buildings burning, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes, and um, well, also, I was going to talk about street violence 
And um, I, I one time, well, I, taught, I saw two examples of street violence. One, Hoyer's Verde, Germany, shortly after my after I, um, um, I quit work there because they wanted to start law school. And I was there in the late summer in Hoyer's Verde, and there was a group, a new group. It was called Antifa Aktion, and it, it was in the, in the late summer of 1992. And there was a guy who just, um, out of this crowd of Antifa people, he had a little baton, and he broke the window quickly of the back of a police car, the, what they call the Heckscheibe in German, which means the back window of a police car. And he just tipped back into the crowd, and they were kind of whirling around with their little costumes on, and, and you couldn't pick out which one he was anymore, because they were all about the same size, shape, and, 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 and had basically the same uniform on. They're all wiry kind of guys, about maybe 5'9", five, 5'10", five, five, in height, all about the same. And yeah, that's, and, that's and the, black bo- the uh, black block strategy, right? So you get a bunch of people who are, you know, vaguely the same structure, stature, and you dr- you dress with your face covered, which is a lot easier to do with, you know, mask rolls now, and you dress all in black, and you dress identical. I mean, kind of, it's kind of like what zebras do, but on purpose, and so now... <laughs> exactly what zebras do. If 80%, 90%, 95% of people are not doing anything technically illegal, except maybe being an accessory... Right. And the plan, the actual plan is okay. Five percent of people are going to both commit property crimes, and then probably also destroy some quote public property. But you know, in most cases, commit property crimes. We're just going to you know walk down the sidewalk and break every window. They can't pick yeah. out who actually did it because you're being covered by the people who are there to cover you by just walking next to you the whole way. Exactly. And the other thing is, one time I was in Berlin, because I used to have to go up there sometimes to teach and sometimes to do technical translations for Siemens, and um, I, I right across the street from um, um, the Bahnhof Zoologische Garten, uh, right across the street under the trestle there, I saw a guy, he, he, he just punched this guy in the face who was wearing glasses for no reason. I, I don't even think they knew each other. I don't know what was going on. So he punched him up and punched him like a second and a third time, and he, and he quickly went up the stairs and disappeared. So I went over to the police station and I asked them about it and they said, yeah, well, what, what can we do about it? And then I thought to myself, man, we need a, we need a gross round move of system, in other words, a wide area observation system. So they started installing one in Dresden and then somebody broke into a store and actually I happened to be, I happened to be around. I happened to see that guy break into the store and they didn't get it on camera because it was, it was in a place where the camera couldn't see it. It was on top of the Hotel Mercure near Dresden. So anyhow, I, I Yes, yeah, so what we know, what yeah. we need is not more government cameras. What we need is for the police and the government as a whole to step out of the way. Because if you were legally, I don't know what the self defense laws in Germany are, but I imagine they're not. Full. They're not great. If you were legally well, allowed to fully defend to fully defend yourself, then you wouldn't need the cops to come help. You could just do it yourself, and then people wouldn't go around cold cocking people. So, well. The thing is, you know, people could try to defend themselves, but criminals sometimes can be very well equipped and can can, can set things up so that they, they have the odds in their favor. But just think, our government could set things up so that we have the odds in our favor. In other words, we control the environment and we can set up all kinds well, no, of... Well, but then the government uh, would have the odds in the government's favor. Because if they're the ones with the can, who can out-firepower anyone else, then they they get say what goes. Did you read 1984? Well, and, and there are countless we, stories we, of we uh, government pursuit destroying a lot of property. I mean, they will absolutely destroy an entire house and not think twice about it if they're pursuing someone. 
Well, the thing is, you don't. We, we control the government. The government works for us. We determine <laughs> what the government does. Hey, could you do That's, me a favor? Well, I, I fired them last time you called in when I was here, and they haven't gone well, home, so I don't think they work for me. Well, they do work for you, and you can fire them. Believe me. Well, I, well, I, I, I already did. Last time you called in, I said that all government employees were fired if they, if they work for me, and not a single government employee has quit doing their job. So well, one of my, I think that the budget only proves friend. they did not work for me. Well, one of my best friends, and also he was a professor for Strafrecht, and he had the chair for Strafrecht in Germany at, at the at the Technische Universität Dresden. He was an amazing guy, and he was respected all over the place. And he he wouldn't. And he, there were a lot of brilliant guys in Germany who operate behind the scenes, mostly as law professors and things like that. And they don't let things get out of control. As a matter of fact, they're amazing guys. They knew they knew exactly what to audit and what not to audit. They know exactly where the societal failures can creep in and where they can't. And they're really really, really Johnny on the spot. You need brilliant people like that who are totally objective and who have a very good sense of no justice. No totally objective. And I know that, but some people are a little closer than others. And everybody's striving for, 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 for that kind of precision. And in Germany, they do try to pick the right people for the right spots, and they're, and they're pretty good at it. I, 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 and, and, well, Robert, I would I, say I this. I have met quite a yeah. few people who've gone to Germany and think that their government is great. And it must be, Right. Like, you know, these are smart yes. people that, that really enjoyed it. Uh, A, not everything can be replicated. B, I wouldn't try to undo Germany's government. I would, however, say that every individual has the right to claim their own form of governance. And if that's the case, then, um, you know, well, Germany can do what it wants. I wouldn't claim otherwise, but I should be able to do what I want to. I should be able to secede from the corruption that goes on here in the United States. I'm not talking about Germany. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm deeply concerned about the notion of closed-circuit television cameras being used as a force of good. I mean, Orwell wrote 1984 as a warning, not as an instruction manual. You'd agree okay, he's a smart well, guy, right? Great. Right. Look at it this way, though. If the if the enemy has machine guns and you have slingshots, are you going to be are you going to be happy with that? The enemy the is not. Is the state. Uh, look, <laughs> the government stole more money, more people, more money from people through civil asset forfeiture than than burglars stole from people. The government is your enemy, and they do the have machine guns. I, I, Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Free talk live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com It's 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com. Longtime sponsor of Free Talk Live. We're uh, proud to be 
associated with them. They are your one-stop shop for all information surrounding cryptocurrency. There are indications that yet another Bitcoin bull market is on the way. And I don't know when that's going to happen. I would not claim to know when that's going to happen, but there's some evidence that it's going to happen in the next year. Okay, so if that was the case, wouldn't you want to find out more about cryptocurrency? If so, go to Bitcoin.com. They've got a getting started section there. You can find out about it and, you know, find out more because at the very least, you should be educated about this stuff. So it's Bitcoin.com. Also, they've got all the news for people who already know about cryptocurrency there at news.bitcoin.com. So have we finished up the story of the Portland rioters uh, blowing up, supposedly shooting explosives at the courthouse, federal uh, courthouse? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. I got another one here. Fox 12 reports police declare riot in North Portland after demonstrators start fire inside Portland Police Union building. So, Not a police department, but a police union building. You know what that is? I imagine it's a building where they organize the police union. Oh, I see. Yeah, it has something to do. I was thinking union is sort of putting things together. Like a union church is two denominations that couldn't make it on their own and came together. I, yeah, I didn't quite get that. Okay. Like, like teachers union. Yeah. Only with guns. Yeah, they reported here as though I know exactly what they meant and... I guess everybody else did. It just wasn't me. Portland police say a group of demonstrators marched to the Portland Police Association building. Yeah, that makes it as clear as uh, day, but I, I didn't catch it on my read through. Building Saturday night broke in the front doors and started a fire inside. Crowds of people gathered throughout the Portland for, throughout Portland for various demonstrations. Saturday evening, one group began a at Peninsula Park and walk to the Portland Police Bureau's North Precinct. It's at about 8.35. Police say hundreds gathered in the south side of the precinct in a parking lot. Some tampered with uh, gates, broke patrol vehicle windows, and vandalized patrol vehicles, which just means cops get new cars, just so you know. Uh, they, according- they, they did. Uh, I've seen a lot of footage of them destroying some of their own equipment and vehicles during these riots. So. Right. Who doesn't want new stuff? Right. It's nice. That's probably the SUV that uh, has car trouble. So Police say members of the crowd taunted officers as they were arriving to work. Police say people in vehicles and bikes blocked streets around the precinct at uh, 927 p.m. They have it down to the minute. Police say public... They were just out there standing there waiting for it to happen. They, watch. Police gave public address announcements telling people to leave to the West. At about 10.31 p.m., an hour later, the crowd walked to the area of North Lombard Street and North Campbell Avenue, where the police association offices are located. People say that uh, Police say that people began to break in the front doors of the PPA office, while others blocked North Lombard Street with dumpsters to which they set fire. Uh, people so, s- Portland dumpster fire. It's a Portland police dumpster fire. Police say that many uh, in the crowd were uh, wore helmets and carried clubs and shields. At about, hey guys, you have guns. People with clubs and shields aren't a danger to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, I mean, people were saying mean words to them earlier in the story, and they couldn't handle... There are certain professions that just complain about 
basic job things as if they're the only job that has to deal with that. The the people who I have to deal with in the public are saying mean things to me. Yeah, it's a job. That's that's what a job yeah, is. Yeah, it's almost the description of dealing with the public. At about 10.45 p.m., police say that uh, people broke into the PPA office and within moments lit a fire inside. At, uh, as officers arrived, many began to flee to the east. Police say that they declared a riot due to the violent conduct of the large group, uh, creating a, a grave risk of public alarm. Officers then moved the crowd east as the crowd was dispersed. Officers made several arrests and officers were able to put out the fire. Portland police say that they did not use any CS gas. CS is what? Uh, I think that's tear gas. Yeah, okay. People say that the crowd say the crowd had then gathered into the uh, neighborhood and a large number of people regrouped near the North Interstate Avenue and North Lombard Street. I, I, I wish I knew where these places were. I have been to Portland all of one time. Officers moved the crowd to the south on North Interstate Avenue. Police say that in the crowd uh, they th- uh, they threw rocks, gopher gassers and paint field balloons at officers don't know what a gopher gasser is uh, by 11 30 p.m they should be in bed by then uh, police say that the crowd was broken up into small groups and order was restored police eh, thank goodness police say that the following people were arrested and booked into jail there's four people listed here meanwhile another large crowd had gathered downtown near the justice center in a federal courthouse and that's where the uh, they tore down fences at chapman square and the uh, london park so it was a wild night last night in Portland. Apparently. They're quite busy setting things on fire and stuff like that. Molotov cocktails and well, the like. Well, you can't let Minneapolis have all the fun. <laughs> well, Portland is never one to let another uh, leftist metro take the reins of, uh, of of who's the craziest? Well, can you imagine being outdone by Minneapolis? I mean, you you, you lose you lose face that way. Indeed, um, it, I, I you know I don't know. I'm trying to squeeze in a Prince joke, but I just can't find a lyric that works. <laughs> oh, <laughs> by the way, uh, CS gas is the uh, defining component of tear gas. Ah, does it make purple rain? I, I you know I mean. The to, to some extent, I just kind of feel like Portland gets what Portland deserves. I, you know, I'm not terribly worried about what goes on in Portland because it it tends to stay in Portland, unlike Las Vegas. Um, you know, it it's not going to go any further than that. If you're going to be communists, then this is what you should expect to happen. They did seem to be oddly well trained to me. Like they knew what they were doing, they had a plan, and they executed it. It wasn't just like randomly attacking things like they have presented themselves as in the past, which brings up some interesting questions. Yeah, that is kind of an interesting tactic to show up at the at the police precinct and then actually leave when you're ordered to leave and then go set something on fire that is uh, (laughs) sort of unprotected at the time. When I first arrived in Portland on uh, an Amtrak trip around the United States, I wanted to stop off and see this city, of which I have heard so much. And I was there at the hotel. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but there was the uh, you know gender ambiguous uh, clerk uh, that was there checking us in, and she said, "Is there anything?" She, I'm just, I'm, I'm picking a gender here. They, am I supposed to say they now? That person said that, is there anything in specifically that you want to see while you're in Portland? And I said, an anarchist commune. Do you know where one is? 
She just went on talking to my wife. Like she didn't like, like so that wasn't even gonna have a conversation with this kook. Well see, you're you're We don't show the white guys where the anarchist communists are. You asked somebody who you knew had a job. You gotta pick a rando off the street and ask, and they might not have a job and they know where the commune is. Well, what kind of concierge doesn't know where the commune is? Come on. Go, go to the Starbucks and ask a customer. I mean, a who good looks concierge like they're there for can a get while. you hookers. What, what, this one can't even get you a commune? There were whole. If those are, in fact, two different things. Areas where they had nothing but tents, urban campers, homeless people. They get this had a tent that was on the sidewalk next to the federal uh, post office, and they had a an eviction order on the tent. Wow. As if you need to take the time to put an eviction order on the tent of somebody who is, uh, you know, posted out in front of the post office. I mean, this just, just shows just how incompetent they are. That, that is their applies. rightful slab of sidewalk. That, that kind of implies you're supposed to leave the tent. I wonder what rent for a sidewalk leave. part is. I, I well, it was free, from what I could tell. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Talking about the riots that are going on in uh, Portland and... There's several actually going on different places in the United States. Maybe not at this very moment, but then again, if you're a rioter, you're always rioting in your heart. So, and just looking for the motivation and free time to do it outside. Indeed, the number eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free for those of you who would like to call in on the Discord lines tonight. Tough luck. There aren't any. Uh, we had uh, had to do some computer resets and that sort of thing. Nothing nefarious going on. The federal agents haven't yet returned. Uh, but no. You don't know that the federal agents didn't tear down the Discord lines. Well, we. I mean, it might had, be unlikely, but. It's very unlikely. I just blame all computer problems on the FBI. We had to actually get away with so much. sort of wipe and reinstall kind of situation. Um, we've had incidences here with, that makes us a little more careful about how we do, do computer stuff. So, yes, um, indeed, everything will be fine, but we will not have Discord lines tonight. Tomorrow, I suspect everything will be up and running. But the good news is I don't have to do the archives. They'll be a little <laughs> late tonight. Uh, those of you who like to listen on the podcast, it'll be a little later than usual, but not, not terribly late, just a few hours. Ian's got to get everything all sorted out. So I hear that the riots are the fault of the Portland uh, city officials. Yep. Uh, this is a New York Post article. Portland Police Union blames riots on city officials, condemn the violence. Uh, in a post titled, This Cannot Continue, Portland Police Association President Daryl Turner called on elected officials to, quote, stand up and defend Portland, unquote. So apparently the uh, apparently the city officials have not been condemning the violence, I, which strikes me as tough if to you believe. Don't, so in, in Portland, they do that for a good reason. Hmm. Um, Seattle and Portland, uh, the city officials don't condemn the violence for a good reason. It's because those less leftist cesspools, uh, cesspools are so... Uh, messed up that the very notion of law and order makes them upset it's 
you know, every every pejorative they can come up with to describe. Remember, if you're sufficiently leftist, everybody who disagrees with you is literally Hitler. And that's what's going on there. So, of course, you would think that they'd uh, at least be able to announce the opinion that uh, while what they're fighting for is a good thing, uh, the tactics that they're using aren't. I've never okay. And to be fair, I've never accepted that as like a valid. So if you agree with me, then you 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 can't then also tell me not to do it. Like that doesn't make any sense. If you agree with my cause, then things that I do to achieve that cause, like it's kind of a cop out. It's, It's it's like we all know that that's a BS statement. So I. It, it well, it's certainly a BS statement, but I do think that you can do things that uh, will not achieve the cause, and therefore calling out the things that are, uh, you yeah. Know. But then you have well, to say that, like, and you have to say it's not going to achieve what you're trying to achieve. Not well, the way you're you're doing this is non aesthetic to me, so stop it. Well, there are plenty of things that people do in the name of uh, bringing liberty to the country that I disagree with that tactic and think that it's not effective. I think that we would disagree with. Those people's definition of liberty, though. Oh, yes. Uh, Not necessarily. I mean, like, uh, one of the things that I've always stood against is uh, uh, starting a a shooting war. Like, I'm sorry, the people that you're going up against are way better at killing people than you will ever be. Mm. And that's just a fact of the matter. So I I agree with what they're. Yes, I, I, I agree with what they say they're trying to accomplish. But I think that's a terrible way to go about doing it. And. What I would also say, I go a little step further here. Um, so, yes, I think the officials are stuck in a catch-22. Um, they know that they that the right thing to do is to call, step out and say, dear God, what are you doing to whomever, right? Oh, um, however, I think the police, you know, it's not like this is new. Portland isn't newly weird. Portland is oldly weird it has been weird for a couple of decades if not longer and you knew as a police officer when you took the job there that you weren't a going to change the city to not being pretty weird and b that you were willing to take you're willing to take the paycheck you wanted the paycheck this is these are the people that you are uh you you decided you were going to police and this is what policing them looks like so, Portland should be able to rule itself, and it should be able to reap the consequences of that behavior. Good luck, Portland, is my, is my whole theory on this. However, a place that uh, proposes to rule you is Washington, D.C. Portland will leave you alone, unless you go to Portland. Washington, D.C. will not. The federal government says it was arson. The protester charged with igniting a Molotov cocktail outside the District of Columbia police station during the recent race riots said his protected First Amendment speech. Well, this is interesting. Wow. Lighting a Molotov, Molotov cocktails, cocktails are now speech. Yeah. Jarrett Jeremy Pace on the uh, on the night he set the fires had said on Facebook, he wanted to burn a 12 station to the ground. The number 12 is a street is street slang for police. This is news to me, but I am all nearly 50 years old, so well, don't get your street slang from me. You have to have highly geographic and time-specific slang for things like that, because once the cops find out what it means, it's useless. Yeah. 
It used to be 5 uh, for Hawaii 5 which was named after the 50th state in the Union because it was on Hawaii. I never mind. I don't know. But now Mr. Pace argues in federal court he was speaking metaphorically that he actually tossed the firebomb on the street near the 4th District Police Station rather than at it. Okay, just because you missed. <laughs> I mean, and that his action was not meant to burn the station, but rather just to... Just to let you know I could. He did not say that. His... <laughs> Public defender said that. But rather to express solidarity with George Floyd and the protesters in Minneapolis. I like to throw Molotov cocktails in the middle of the street so that I can express my solidarity with dead people. With people who throw Molotov cocktails. Ranging from inappropriate to deplorable, fire has historically been used as an expression of speech. Eugene Ohm, Mr. Pace's lawyer at the public defender's office, picked it, Mel, wrote in the brief asking for his release. Well, you know what they say, whose streets are streets. (laughs) Whose streets are streets. Whose effigy, my effigy. If it's your street, you should be able to throw a Molotov cocktail in the middle of it and uh, set it it on fire until it burns out, right? I mean, the street itself shan't burn in all likelihood. Um, in arson cases are mounting daily as Justice Department prosecutors under the urging of President Trump and Attorney General William P. Barr scour the last seven weeks protests looking for cases to make into federal crimes. On Wednesday alone, prosecutors announced charges against six men in New York, all accused of igniting fires aimed at government property in Rochester and Buffalo. Prosecutors in Seattle announced arson charges against a man they say set fire outside a city police precinct there. Mr. Pace was initially charged in Superior Court in the district, but had the case sent to federal district court days later. I think it's pretty clear why he's elevated uh, starting a fire on the street block to a federal crime, said John P. John Davis Betrayus, a lawyer in Ohio who has tracked some of the ongoing legal battles during the protests. What the Justice Department is saying, you want to protest? Okay, we're going to prosecute you federally. I don't think that that's what they're doing. What they're saying is, is you want to start fires that we're going to prosecute you federally. Now, does the federal Justice Department have jurisdiction? Well, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know. If they're trying to set a federal building on fire, I'm going to go ahead and give it to them. Um, I'm, not, I'm not rooting for them or anything like that. I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, I can see why the federal government would uh, call that their, their jurisdiction. Then again, uh, the federal government's jurisdiction tends to be whatever they say it is. Uh, yes, there's a lot of that. Yeah, and- I mean, so, so the the federal government prosecutes general crimes now, like they're exactly not supposed to do. So, yes. uh, uh, ironically, they don't have jurisdiction over all civil suits, but they have claimed jurisdiction over all criminal suits, even to the extent where if the state prosecutes you, convicts you, and they don't like the sentence, a very common thing to do is for the feds to come and prosecute you for the same thing as soon as you get out of jail. So a longer sentence. Yes. Isn't that so that double jeopardy? Fit. Yeah. That um, as long they, as it's in a different their level. claim is it's a different jur- jurisdiction. It's a different entity prosecuting you, so it doesn't apply. Cute trick. Yeah, that sounds like well, bovine male bovine excrement, excrement to me. Yeah. I'll go on with this here, but it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Molotov cocktails is freedom of speech. What do you think? I mean, I, I, why isn't my uh, thirty round magazine freedom of speech then? 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? 
Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves on the number 25 most important talk show in the nation, at least according to Talkers Magazine. And we're pretty proud of that. Just this, just this week, yeah, it was just this week that uh, that that was the case. We were twenty six previously, which is a tough position to be in. You think to yourself, "Well, it's because I'm on here." If only we're on the twenty five. Yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not the first person to claim credit at this point. <laughs> you can't prove me wrong. That's indeed at this point. It's Mark with you, Peakless Mountaineer, and Melanie. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. In the previous hour, we were discussing things going on in Portland, uh, such as apparently explosives being shot at the a federal court building. Possibly firework explosions, possibly not. Yeah, whatever. I mean, we don't, we don't know, and, and fireworks are explosives, so, you know, there you go. And... Also, the police union building not being burned to the ground, but being set ablaze, you know, set on fire. A fire being set in the police union building. Probably best way to s- describe that. And then here in Washington, D.C., I guess the Trump administration, you decide why this is, is uh, taking prosecutions to, for rioters, setting fires and stuff to a federal level. Well, uh, one thing about D.C., though, is that that city is uh, controlled and governed by the federal government. Yes. Like, they don't have a, a state or local the, the way anywhere else. Well, they, do have, a, they do have a they have a local, but it um, ultimately any law that is passed has to go through the United States Congress, I believe, uh, just the House of Representatives. But then again, don't quote, quote me because it's not my job. Um, I don't live in Washington, D.C. and don't know. But I think it's interesting that this young person is uh, claiming that... The lighting of a Molotov cocktail is freedom of speech. Let's go to Athena calling in from Arizona. Athena, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, hi. Hey. Um, thanks. Um, yeah, I. the whole thing about you know people rioting and whatnot, you know, I'm, I'm less concerned about that they're rioting about than, than, why, that, than why they're rioting. I, I you know, I, it's, noteworthy to me that there's such a, a large number of people that feel like they have nothing to lose that this is the you know the best option for them so um you know i i think i think i would like to see people have as much outrage about all the unprosecuted murders of blacks and they, as they do about the riots you know we have hundreds possibly thousands of unprosecuted lynchings in this country We've had we have lots of pictures floating around of people, you Are know, posing next to recent times or just yeah. sort of old old lynchings. Uh, well, 
you know, even even the even the so-called old ones. Yeah. Some of those people are still alive. Yep. Yeah. You, know, you know, and you know, there is no statute of limitations for murder. Nope. There's and no everybody in those pictures. Everybody in those pictures is at least an accessory to murder, first degree murder. So, so you know, I, I think I, I think that um, yeah. I mean, if you're posing next to someone that was you know just just murdered. I, I, I think that you have some connection to it. Agreed. So, I, it's, um, it's yeah, probably accurate. Yeah. So I would like to see. You're yeah. So I would I would like interest. to see. I would like to see those people prosecuted. You know, I, I think if, you know, people, you know, the, the law and order crowd, you know, uh, is uh, really interested in that sort of thing, that they ought to be prosecuting these people, you know, at least finding out who they are. Well, um, and So let me rebut you know, for if a second they want to be taken seriously. You remember, I don't remember how long ago this was, but for it hasn't been too, too long. In, in my memory, there was some guy who was prosecuted for a church burning that killed a couple of uh, young black girls. I mean, clearly innocence and let's presume he was guilty. I don't, I don't have any evidence to, you know, say otherwise. And I, I often think to myself, people are different after a certain period of time. One of the reasons I don't support the death penalty is, is because, uh, you know, you're killing somebody 10 years later, you're killing a different person for the uh, the crime. And when it's mm-hmm. 30 years later, presumably uh, that person could have moved on and, you know, been a good person and d- done some things. And I just wonder to myself, 30-year-old prosecutions don't feel like this t- justice's terrible swift sword to me. I mean, my- Problem with well, that would be uh, I, the stagnation let, of evidence. I would rather I, I would rather have it happen now than not at all. I mean, we still hunt down Nazis. I I would say know? the same so, thing about Dimyanyak. You, know, so, um, you mean, know, yeah. Well, I mean, but it doesn't. I don't. I don't think it really matters. And I'm not necessarily advocating for the death penalty. Yeah. But I think they should be prosecuted. And you know, is, I think restitution. I think restitution should be paid to the families. You know that of these these murdered victims. I mean, and this this stuff you know still goes on. So, yeah. I mean, if I were black, I think I'd be pretty upset about you know my family members and friends being murdered or disappearing into the forest one night, and you know nothing happening to them. You know, oh, nothing to see here. Okay. Yeah. You so know, um, most of the rioting Antifa members are not black. They're they're very white. So. That doesn't explain uh-huh. their behavior, and that, that's most of the rioters. So murders that are occurring now absolutely should be dealt with. Murders that you have sufficient evidence for. Because if you have, if you okay. have pictures of people... Well, doing we do it, have sufficient evidence. Doing. We have... I mean, come on. I mean, these pictures have been floating around for, for decades, you know, of these people posing next to these, these, these murder victims. That um, doesn't... So, I mean, so those people are not innocent, but if you're talking about prosecuting a murder, which is mandatory life in a lot of places... Then I don't know if you get murder from that. That is something I don't. I don't. Well, they 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 were clearly involved, and maybe the, some of the specific people there didn't do it, but they are at least an accessory to murder. And I wonder you know, to that, myself that's still a crime. That, that's still that's still a crime. Yeah, and it's just this is one of the things that you know. I mean, I feel like I'm getting a lot of pushback from you guys. Oh, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about this in 
like if we let's let's say we do we do a full on uh, full court push to find the um you know whomever was in these pictures and put some kind tack something on to them uh for something and then maybe there's some uh, some kind of you know look, looking for money recompense this kind of thing i'm not entirely against this but gosh i mean it feels like it's going to turn into a witch hunt relatively quickly but maybe you know well like okay yeah, so I, hold on I, hold I, on, I on let her, let her talk on this one athena sure. you know I, you know, I, well, you know, it might, I, I don't know. I mean, I, but I just, look, I mean, we've been, as a country, we've been evading our serious problems with racism. Yeah, there's for, been some, like, there's been some ducking and dodging. For, 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 for friggin' centuries. Yeah. And, you know, the longer you put this stuff off, the worse it gets. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to see people rioting and if someone was riding you know next to my business i mean i would do what i can to defend myself you know but at the same time it's hard for me to really get upset with the rioters because of the, the stuff that's been going on i mean you know and then the other issues with the economy but you know a lot of this stuff started because you know this you know one murder but, you know but of, that's you know that's a difficult case to make when you're a 20 year old white guy riding over 50 year old injustices yeah. done to black people well okay so um leaving uh, yeah. antifa aside i don't i'm not big fans of them either i will say this and i don't know if i said it tonight on the air but i've certainly said it on the air and i and i know i've said it today if it, if i didn't say it on the air is that i think ultimately we're probably going to that the results are going to be pretty good all in all that the uh, the rioters will cause some kind of change that change will probably be some kind of diminishment of the power of the police apparatus in the United States which as far as i'm concerned is out of control and still acting like a victim so um yeah. maybe i don't know like i'm i'm going to ruminate on what you've suggested and, and and go from there thank you for the call yeah i think it would be a good start anyway Thank you. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Here on Free Talk Live, it's Mark with you, Beakless Mountaineer, and Melanie. So, Athena called in in the last segment and was suggesting that we go after... So there's been a lot of lynchings in America. There are pictures of happy people standing next to uh, lynched people, and that we should go after the some of the people who are still alive that were in these pictures... And that we should go after these people as, I think, some kind of way to assuage the uh, the anger of the protesters here in America, which encourages pro- encourages rioting because they're, they're rioters, by the way. Which would mean that they would um, then therefore riot some more in order if to get more. If I get more- everything, I w- if I could riot. And it would get me what I want. I would riot right now. I wish I knew what the rioters wanted. I, 
I, I don't. I, I really don't know the answer to well, that. They, I mean, to be fair, this time they did publish like a list of things they want. Okay, I, can you get that list for me? I'd be interested in uh, reading that list because I'm. I don't know. All I know is is that some people say that BLM is a communist organization. Well, BLM on their web page says that they're a communist organization, yeah, they, they so do. that's a fair assessment. Well, <laughs> theoretically, it's what they are referring to as defund the police, which does not mean what it sounds like. Right. Defund the police could very well mean let's uh, reallocate some budget from the police to another policing organization that's intended to handle certain types of uh, policing or something like that. And I think that's an interesting idea. Sort of uh, less violent uh, version of the police for less violent uh, police calls. Right. And the idea that we have the same organization handling uh, speeding tickets, traffic accidents, um, you know, liquor license enforcement and like and and, and murders and uh, riots and domestic disputes doesn't make much sense right like you don't want to send the same guy to handle each one of those things you want some specially trained person to handle any given one of those and not like any of those things is uh is is surprising every one of those things is going to occur in any given city every single day there's going to be an automobile accident. There's going to be a speeder. There's going to be uh, somebody uh, having a domestic dispute. There's going to be a murder. Well, not every city every day. But, um, you know, there's good. Depends on the city. Murders are a potentiality in every city in America. And the idea that we just, you know, um, have one organization doing that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But, um,. For one, I hold a, uh, a unique position. Many people do not agree with this position, but that I think that statutes of limitations are there for a reason. And I think that they should be even tighter in some cases. So, for instance, um, the case of somebody who murdered somebody in the past, I think after 20 years, that person isn't the same person any longer. Well- and that's that's not necessarily true and definitely not necessarily true in the way that you're saying it. Like, yeah, maybe they're not that person. They're much, much worse. They could be, uh, but presumably they would be killing somebody, right? If they're a lyncher at the time. Um, I don't know. I having Being a person who has changed their – a tiger that has changed their stripes uh, in their life, um, I, like to, I like the idea that people can change who they are. I think often they need that moment in time that the consequences of their actions have to smack them in the face, whatever that is. It could be as much as mom having a talk with you um, or it could be as little as mom having a talk with you or as well, much as prison. Yeah, I don't if know. You're, if you're five. So in, in a lot of cases, what has changed is what you can get away with. When you were 40 in, in, you know, 1950 or 60, and if you were going around killing black people in Alabama because you could get away with it, and it's 2020, and now you can't, that could very well and is probably Then you're changed. 100 at the okay, best, so they, those or 110 ages don't work, but at the worst. Whatever, because some of these people are, are still alive. I mean, a lot of this stuff was, was recent enough for the, these people to still be alive. So that is kind of an effective way of uh, getting the message across of this is no longer something you can get away with. Right. And that's the uh, the notion of making an example out of somebody. I, however, believe that, um, you know, one of one of the ideas of sort of Western civilization that is a person is convicted and sentenced uh, for a crime based on what they did, as opposed to uh, the idea of sending a message. I find sending the message antithetical 
to the whole notion, a thousand years of jurisprudence of English common law. The, uh, the, you know, the idea of sending a message says that you're sentencing that person not just for what they did, but for what someone may do in the future that would be like what they did. That is one of the main and accepted purposes of punitive sentences in the first place. Well, like and- deterrence, deterrent value is one of the philosophically, legally, socially accepted purposes of punishment in the first place. Well, and, and one of the big issues with this is whether or not this person is still in society. So, I mean, someone who, you know, uh, deals drugs or shoplifts or, you know, uh, sets the, the ground on fire in front of a federal building. Uh, Only one of those is aggression. You know, <laughs> there, there's a certain amount of tolerance that we can have for, for less, uh, less, problem, less problematic crimes, if you will. Whereas, I mean, once you've killed someone, I mean... You really have to look at can we afford to have this person in our society when they have proven that they are capable of doing this? I'm not sure that you're going to. The presumption is is that somebody standing next to a lynched person is a killer of that person. Yeah, and that, so, so yeah, my only my Let, only problem. On. Before we go any further, let's go to Hank calling in from Utah. Find out what Hank Hank has to say. Hank, you're on free talk live. Um, yeah, you're talking about lynching among other things. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, you notice how the mainstream media has framed lynching as an explicitly racist act, and that's BS. In fact, I would bet you that the vast majority of people who were lynched over the decades and or centuries were white, because in most parts of the country, a lynching is really just an extrajudicial execution. Right, right. I would agree. And in many parts of the country, there were a few, if any, blacks. But lynching took place for sure all over the West, for instance. C- cattle thieves. <laughs> yeah, well, among other things, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that white people also got lynched in the South. And, in fact, you can bet that most of those people were lynched for good cause. They weren't lynched for looking cross-eyed at Whitey or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, what, what the case is, but I would agree that uh, very likely that we are seeing a um, uh, a magnification of lynchings that have gone on uh, against blacks as opposed to whites in America. I would not be able to say what it occurred and who was guilty, and that's one of the problems with a lynching is is that you don't get uh, you don't get the, the the day in court as messed up as the day in court is these days. And that really opens the door for the possibility of revenge for any kind of uh, extrajudicial execution. Sure. I mean, that's the whole idea of a judicial system. It isn't to protect victims. Sorry, it isn't. It isn't to protect you and me, ladies and gentlemen. It's to protect you and me from the mob. That's why we have a judicial system. Because justice will be meted out in whatever you know form it's meted out. That's why we have a justice system to meet it out slightly better, I believe. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. The next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. 
Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-453. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. I have gotten a memo from my sales manager, Matthew, that he would uh, that, that we're looking for a salesperson or two. Uh, we're doing training, and if you'd like to be a nationally syndicated salesperson national salesperson for free talk live um it's commission only position we 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 do train and you should get a hold of him matthew at freetalklive.com that's matthew at freetalklive.com free talk live offers the unique opportunity that you can live your libertarian ideals matthew at freetalklive.com so i think we've kind of retired the story about uh the uh, the Molotov cocktail being a form of free speech for um, I, I, in America. I don't think that, you know, at this point, there's no there's no judges ruling. But the idea that, uh, yeah, the final quote here and that they say is allowed under the First Amendment as an expression of solidarity with Black Lives Matter and fringe leaders Hawk Newsom, who urged supporters to burn down this system and replace it. So Molotov cocktails are free speech, at least according to this claim. However, Washington, D.C., Portland, and a variety of cities around the United States aren't the only places where riots are going on. Uh, so I want to talk to you about the, uh, the death of Elijah McClain uh, in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, Aurora- oh, no, I was thinking oh, sorry, the, the uh, Ethiopian story. Oh, oh, the Ethiopian riots. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, There's uh, just so many riots have you been, have to specify. They have been compared to uh, the George Floyd riots, but there's definitely some contention as to uh, whether there is a connection. Uh, it definitely seems to have something to do with a uh, an ethnic group in Ethiopia. But uh, uh, So uh, about three weeks ago, they went so far as to uh, shut the Internet off in Ethiopia. This is how you know things are getting bad is when uh, they decide to shut the Internet off because the Internet, Twitter and, you know, social media is often used as a communication tool for uh, protesters to be able to communicate with one another, to meet, to, uh, you know, the what they call the Jasmine Revolution or the Twitter Revolution in Muslim speaking countries a few years ago. Uh, you know, that's what they did, too. They would shut off the internet as best they could and people would have more difficulty communicating and those kind of things. Let's go to, um, well, you look that up, uh, Lee, uh, over there at Peakless Mountaineer. Let's go to Joe calling in from Montreal. Joe, you're on free talk live. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. I'm just, uh, I'm very concerned about the, the one sidedness of the media. I mean, the bias, I'm not saying you got to go for Trump, but like, they only talk about anything they want that will make Trump look bad. For example, they're talking about all the rise of corona. They're not talking about the rise and how many more people are getting tested. That's speaking about the fact that uh, 
a lot less people are dying than they did. It just seems so one-sided and dishonest, and that scares me. Yeah, I, I, I do. I kind of feel the same way. Um, now, for one, I will say that Trump picked a fight with the media, and now he's got it. Um, you know, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I'm not here to take Trump's side. I just want the story on what's going on in a given circumstance. And I do feel when it comes to Corona that I, I, I you know, it doesn't it doesn't seem like the media is representing uh, points of view who say things like, well, yeah, aren't the deaths going down? I mean, it's always new record highs. Well, you know, I'm looking at the CDC's numbers here and um, for the last week of June, it was below the threshold of what was considered excess deaths. Um, So, you know, what's going on here, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. I'm here to listen to the media, and I think the media is supposed to hold the government accountable, but that doesn't just mean the executive branch. It means the legislative branch and uh, the CDC and uh, the WHO and all of them. It just seems very – they could basically paint any picture. They're just painting the picture they want without stating the facts and letting people know the truth. That's, that's not very good. Yeah. Um, it does seem like they picked uh, their favorite – Crooked old pervert, and it isn't Trump. So there you go. Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. The number, 855-450-3733. Let's go to Christian Anarchist calling in from Tennessee. Christian Anarchist, you're on free talk. Well, thank you. I'm tired of hearing people making ancient claims on injustice to their ancestors. Um, This is absolutely, it, it, it boggles the mind that anybody could even come up with such a thing, saying that because my ancestors were uh, treated poorly by your ancestors, that therefore you today owe me some kind of repercussions. Um, If we go back 200 years, yeah, if we go back 200 years and look at societies around the world and how they acted, murder, rape, theft, and slavery, that was the standard. I mean, that's what all societies did back then. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about Indians, Africans, Europeans, Asians. They were all guilty of these things. It doesn't matter what society you're talking about. You know, people say that the American Indians were these noble, noble savages. But no, they weren't so noble, at least not all of them. A lot of them were very, very guilty of enslaving other tribes, murdering other tribes, um, they did not exist in this peaceful society only exists in a fantasy. Slaveholding, too. Not I think it's worth pointing yeah. out that Indians uh, um, held slaves. Yeah, so, so kind of the mythology there is that there is this anarchist utopia of Indians running around living in unity with nature, and then Europe came over and killed them all. And that's not exactly what happened. There was this I'm still like, rooting for Squanto, though. Yeah, there was like, this, I, I, I think Squanto, at this point, we have nothing to, to prove that he was a bad guy at any point. But there was this global standard of we all kill each other, and everybody was down with that. And then yeah. you did poorly, and so now you want to complain about the game that you willfully played. It's like, no, this is not how it works. And the Europeans and came he- offering better killing devices and better killing methods, and the Indians are like, ha, finally we will be able to take our enemies. What they didn't know is, is that the Europeans had systems for divide and conquer, um, and you know that that it was, yeah, we'll kill your enemies 
first. Which, which are currently being used today to divide and conquer the American people. If the American people would see that the true enemies of everybody are the people that are trying to enforce rules upon us all, then we might have a chance, but nobody sees that. And as far as somebody saying they have a claim to a particular land because they were there first, ultimately everybody's an immigrant since the, all the human race came from North Africa, according to science. You know, if you wanna, whether you believe in uh, evolution or creation, it really doesn't matter. It, they yeah, both so say you, the same thing. You can't really go around conquering people and then, I mean, it's almost like a stopple, right? It's like you can't go around conquering people and then get conquered and then call foul. Like, you agreed kind of implicitly to the conquering game, and this is how the game turned out. And it, Well, that's all true for people who are now dead. Uh, but I would well, say that any excuse for racism is not a good excuse, right? Like, I don't care. And I define racism as the belief that one race is inferior or superior to another. So I believe that all kinds of different – everybody can be a racist against some race or another. And it seems like – um, in many cases, people want to go after Whitey because of you know things that may have happened in the past. But well, I, I know at least I, some I of my can, ancestors weren't even on the the continent when this stuff was. I occurring. can definitely, I get, I guess I can definitely be labeled a racist, and I think most people probably could if they really wanted to be honest. Because I actually believe black people make better basketball players, better track stars. Um, you know, so their race is superior. In that regard, I think there's some now, evidence, but I, I mean, you know, if, if that's how you want to divide divide people, but I would say that people who are above the height of six foot six are probably the best basketball players, and if more of them happen to be black in America, well, then I guess they're the ones who are going to be it. Thanks for the comments there, Christian Anarchist. The number eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Don't forget that the cops are shooting men far more. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. The number, again, 855-450-3733. Want to tell you about Divi. So, uh, Divi is a cryptocurrency that we've talked about here on Free Talk Live for some time. They are getting... They are currently testing their new wallet that they're very excited about with it with it you'll be able to spend earn store and exchange digital money in seconds you'll be able to send it around the globe uh, you'll be able to do business in more than 200 con- countries and instantly exchange between Divi uh, Bitcoin and fiat but one thing we've been doing with Divi for some time now is running one of their uh, master nodes and they gave us some some divi to do that and then we ran the master node and we've used it as a as a way to sort of pay for advertising here on free talk live and we've been pretty successful with it as far as uh, return goes and uh, look i can't say that it's con- continue to go up but it certainly has gone up in value for us i want you to check them out DiviProject.org, D-I-V-I, DiviProject.org. Their plans are um, global in scale, and maybe you can benefit. DiviProject.org, obviously, 
if you're getting into something as an investment, you got to be prepared uh, that things go up and things go down and you never know exactly. Peakless Mountaineer, we're talking about apparently some protests that are going on or went on very recently. I'm not entirely sure here. Uh, from in, the looks of it, still going on. In Ethiopia. Uh, yeah, th- this is from Business Insider. Ethiopia's population of 102 million is undergoing a government-sanctioned internet blackout after a popular musician was assassinated on Monday, oh uh, Monday the 29th of uh, June here. Uh, Hakalu Hundesa, a popular singer... I'm sure and- you did a better job of that than I would have. I, I do my best. <laughs> uh, a popular singer and activist was shot dead on Monday night, uh, the 29th, uh, in Addis Ababa, the death set off numerous protests demanding justice for his death. On Tuesday, June 30th at 9 a.m. local time, the Ethiopian government shut down the entire country's internet, as reported by nonprofit organization Access Now. Uh, Hundesa was an Oromo, an ethnic group that has historically been repressed. Yeah. His, uh, his music became the soundtrack to a political shift that led the nation's last prime minister being replaced. Yeah, so Ethiopia's had um, a lot of shakeups over the last few decades, uh, you know, up to secession movements that have been successful. And it doesn't seem like they can get that government thing under control there. It's just a just keeps on being awful. Now, in my experience, the Ethiopian people I've met in my life, awesome, intelligent, amazing people. Their government always just effing everything up all the time. Amazing. Um, so, you know, there's an ethnic minority that uh, apparently doesn't feel like it's being served. What a surprise. Um, and there are riots in the streets. So let's shut off the Internet so that everybody gets punished because we're losing control. The reason you're losing control is because you're bad at this. You're bad at this. And the new world we're going into doesn't have room for uh, autocratic regimes. It just doesn't. I got bad news for China, too. I know it's on. I know. I I know they're on an upward trajectory and you got to keep an eye on them and and everything. But it just isn't the world's getting. There's too much information out there and people aren't going to be putting up with this for much longer. And I, I say that this is great obviously, and I hope that not too many more have to die in service of this notion. I suspect many will. But, um, you know, knowing as little as I know about this, which is about what you've read, <laughs> I uh, must say that I'm, um, I'm, I'm rooting for the protesters in this one, as I generally do. And uh, apparently this isn't the first time by a long shot that uh, Ethiopia has decided to turn off its internet because of political unrest. And this is exactly the sort of thing that you get when you have a monopoly on the internet by the government. And it's uh, it was one of the concerning things that, uh, you know, people in this country have been talking about uh, net neutrality and how the government should really take over making sure that everyone has uh, equal access and all yeah. of that. Zero is equal. If everyone has no internet, then that is equal. Yes, zero equals zero. That is something that I has always remained in the back of my mind. Whenever they're even talking about providing internet, when the government's going to provide internet to those that are less fortunate, well, you know how they do that, right? That's that by doing that, they just put everybody out of business. Because what do you want? The free internet or the internet you've got to pay a hundred dollars a month for? 
Well, if you're already paying for it, you may as well use it. Right. And then pretty soon, everybody's um, only the people who want the fastest of internet are going on, and everybody's in the government internet, and the government decides, oh, yeah, well, there's some things we don't want you to see. Then you get a uh, great uh, firewall of China. Yep. And uh, the Ethiopian style, just shut the whole thing off. And they don't even have to necessarily announce it like China does, although I know what we know, I don't know what China knows internally. They can just block things and not tell you. So you would you wouldn't Your even search know has about it. Zero results. Or it has a bunch of completely. Funny, I thought there results. was something that happened in Tiananmen Square, but uh, no results in China. Yeah, that is one of the most glaring uh, examples. But uh, yeah, that's just doing it badly. You should have a bunch of irrelevant. You should have stories about the square being built or something silly. Like that's what oh, they Google do. would do. Yeah, they they do have. Oh, so it doesn't results. literally say zero. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, they they have they have real results, but those results are all about Tiananmen Square, the park that everybody loves to go to. Um, you know, for instance, Uyghurs. Uh, you look that up in Omaha versus looking it up in Beijing, and you're going to get entirely different results. You look for news in Hong Kong, uh, you know, in different places, and you're going to get entirely different results. China is a disturbing force on the planet uh, you know I, I have a difficult time liking it but well let's go to pat calling in from michigan pat you're on free talk live pat can you hear me now i can hear you pat hello gentlemen yes what's on your mind yeah i'm, I'm calling in about the uh the discussion on the ethiopians i remember back in the late 80s early 90s they were uh, famous for being long and lanky and uh, banging long distance runners. Yes, but the thing that the thing that amazed me is it's one of the few countries in the world that has six feet of topsoil, black, good, rich dirt, really, and cannot feed its own populace from lack of lack of water. Yeah. Now, if we can sink pipes everywhere to suck up this god awful oil. Right? Why can't we suck up a little water to feed these poor natives? You know, there's a lot of churches that are doing um, well projects, and what they find is is that somehow or another something will break with the well, and then the well falls into disrepair, and that there's just not the sort of infrastructure and the knowledge and the understanding. The natives don't know how to maintain what they've been given. Yeah, I know this is a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Um, have, have you ever heard of the glug glug oil or glug glug well? No. It's a, it's a system of PVC knuckles, and it works on a gravitational basis. Okay. I don't know how deep it can draw water from, but basically you just build this apparatus. I've seen it on the inner tube. You dump a five-gallon bucket in to prime it, and it just perpetually runs. I like that. Everything's bad. So what I'll say about Ethiopia is the reason that they had the famine that they did in the, I think it was early 80s, uh, maybe late 70s, that was war-based and... Many times, it, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and say something pretty controversial. Almost all famines, almost all starvation in the world in the last 30, 40 years has been, I guess that would be uh, less than the Ethiopian thing, but uh, starting with basically the Ethiopian thing, is caused by government. Um, you well, know, true, so, enough, true enough, because yeah. wars start, and even if we send aid, the warlords steal it, yeah. and... Uh, it just makes them stronger. It's it's an it's an ugly cycle. Yeah, you can't you can't get the the whatever the the resources are there to the people who need them the most. And Ethiopia 
yeah, it's uh, it's had a lot of problems and doesn't seem to want to fix them. Uh, at least uh, the government does. I, well, I, and it's hard. Are, to are they in any way tied into the South African government? I mean, I I just don't understand why there's no no local recourse. Anybody willing to respond? Now, there uh, Ethiopia is really far from South Africa, and um, are, are they up in the middle? Yeah, they're on the. Uh, they're just south the, of Egypt. Yeah, they're basically the horn. Okay, of they're by the horn then. Yeah, indeed. Thanks for the call, Pat. The number, 855-450-3733. One of the most ancient places on Earth, most ancient civilizations. Um, You know, like I said, great people, terrible governments. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more, and maybe... Pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. And you are free to call in and talk live here on the airwaves in the final hour of Free Talk Live tonight. But don't worry. In... 22 short hours, we will begin anew. Rising from the ashes like the fiery Phoenix Free Talk Live will be on your radio. Well, not necessarily on your radio, right? Like uh, some stations carry us on Sunday nights, some stations carry us only on Saturday nights, some stations carry us a variety of nights a week. But we are at freetalklive.com seven nights a week from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time seven days a week taking your calls because we believe that you that that you've got something to contribute to america so give us a call the number 855-450-3733 melanie you have some uh, commentary on masks now free talk live would probably be thrown into the camp of anti-mask but i don't consider myself that well, I mean, we're all here on the radio, so it would be weird to be otherwise. Well, we certainly believe in, in choice uh, of the individual to wear a mask rather than it being imposed by the state. That would be my uh, contention. That Also, that, that you should be able to have going in your business what you want, not unencumbered by government rules or whatever. And that, you know, the government's only going to be only about half measures and uh, pseudo, uh, you know, pseudoscience and the things that they think look good. I I don't think they're in it actually to solve this problem uh, pretty clearly. 
If they are, they're incompetent. So about a month ago in New Hampshire, they passed a law not requiring people to wear masks into stores, but requiring businesses to tell you that you have to wear a mask. Okay. And that got largely ignored because, well, regardless of why, what a lot of st- I would see it at a lot of really small businesses signs that just said the government requires me to tell you to wear a mask. If you have a medical exemption, I'm not allowed to ask why. Actually, one gas station I went to, the requirement about masks on the sign taped to the window was folded up so that you couldn't see it. <laughs> and so you, if, when you walked out, you could see it from the back of the page upside down. And so all of the major grocery stores kind of took the, oh, no, don't come in without a mask kind of the uh I, I you can't do that well verbally the uh charlie and the chocolate factory meme like no don't stop <laughs> view of it and just kind of put up half effort signs like you're entering without a mask no the horror stop and, and not, not enforce it ever and not care and to be fair there is a level of interpretation when a business is legally required to tell you to do something where you have to figure out does that business actually want me to do it or, or is this a message from the state and the business doesn't care or wants the opposite in some cases so i i concede that there's some ambiguity. interpretation yes yeah, there's some ambiguity there well and my comment on that would be first off it is uh immoral and not only that, it's a violation of the 13th Amendment of the United States. It's involuntary servitude for the government to require a business to enforce their rules. I don't care if it's no smoking in the business or a mask wearing or anything. That, uh, that I'm not your cop. Yeah, when I don't get paid for this. Enter law enforcement. So Did I miss a meeting. It's also it's also telling to me that for the first month and a half, two months of the lockdown. None of the businesses required, or none of these businesses required that until the state told them they had to. So, if there's a business where I kind of feel like that business actually wants you to wear a mask, in which case they probably would have started at the beginning of the lockdown, not halfway through, then I should respect that mostly by not going there. But you then at that point, your choices are wear a mask or don't go there. If it's not really Market Basket telling you that, and it's really Christopher Sununu telling you that, he doesn't own Market Basket, so screw him. But so for this whole month, month and a half of the lockdown being of the requirement for them to tell you, and then the four months of the lockdown in total, them doing absolutely nothing about it. They're like, yeah, there's like this sign in the corner behind a sale sign because we're required to have it, which is even kind of a half effort way of because it, it the executive order says they have to tell you and that's even kind of a weak way of telling you the sign is a weak way of telling you yeah. so but now they have all announced target special for some reason because they're not doing it till the 21st but they have now all put signs up that they're starting to actually enforce mask rules starting on the 20th which is really weird because a why would you announce ahead of time, like, oh, hey, well, this is definitely, totally, we're all going to die of the plague if we don't wear masks, but weak heads up. But, but on the 19th, it's cool. Yeah. Keep spreading the plague for another half a week. That's cool. But then, like, on the 20th, 
that makes no sense in and of itself, but it also makes no sense. That does not at all look organic to me. That looks to me like it came from on high. Sure does. Because I don't think that Hannaford's Market Basket, Target, Walmart, Shaw's, I don't think I'm missing any other ones, all came together and on their own came up with a specific date that happens to all be the same date. Yeah, this is the difficulty of licensure, right? So license a license is a right that the government took away from you and then sold back. Um, and the thing like, say, I think liquor licensing is probably the best way to, uh, to look at this is that everybody has the right to distill alcohol from a vegetable matter and sell it. I mean, that's a human right, whether you like it or not. But the government says, no, 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 no. We must regulate this or bad things will occur. And they then, you know, come up with all kinds of rules and all the things you have to do. Businesses would be able to tell the, the government to pound salt where the sun don't shine uh, if they didn't have these occupational licenses and all these uh, licenses to do business because the government can pull them and say, ah, you're out of business now. Well, that's so- not true because if you have a business and most businesses in New Hampshire are not licensed. If you have a business that's not licensed, they still can pass laws telling you how to act. Well, sure, but they make it more difficult. Then they have to come in and um, you know do a variety of other things. But the license is an easy lever over the individual who's running a business. And this really is the – it's effectively economic fascism where you have uh, nominal private ownership but things are actually operated by the government. Right. I, I'd say that yeah, there are features of fascism yeah, well, involved. And, and it's the government has decided that controlling businesses is a workaround to the Constitution. It's like, well, yes. you have First Amendment rights against the state. You don't have them against Twitter, but, you know, we can just regulate Twitter. Remember when the CIA like private. Remember the CIA contracted with the Canadian government to spy on the American people so that they wouldn't be violating their rules? of not being able to spy on the American people, but they'd have the Canadians do it, who's a foreign country? What? My God. Well, we didn't operate inside the United States. We operated in Canada. I mean, that, that, they were operating that sounds, in the United States. I mean, from, from a t- status paradigm, that even seems more like something like treason. But, yeah, that's the type of thing they do. I didn't do it. Walmart did it. Like, yeah, I made Walmart do it, but Walmart did it. Yeah, it's kind of like being innocent of murder because you hired a hitman. Let's go to Richard calling in from Virginia. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing? All's well. Uh, I'm not going to talk about our boy Ron's. I'm not going to deviate uh, all the stuff, but I want to tell you about my, a little bit about myself. Uh, I think the mass ought to be mandated, but I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Back in the early days when I was a teenager, I was thinking about becoming a doctor, but I changed my mind for some reason. And uh, I studied the human body. Uh, the bones, the body has 206 bones, and some of the students were fascinated by me. They used to make me name the bones of the body, and I named the 206 bones. But anyway, but getting back to the mass, I want you all to understand that the air that we breathe, it has a, the front, there's a change, uh, uh, we breathe a change in the air. And the nasal cavity, the trachea, the lungs, and the heart, they work as a team. And, uh, when you read in these bad cells, it could affect your nasal cavity, your, your windpipe, your, your heart, your lungs, and the mass keep you from bleeding that stuff. It's not proven effective 100%, but keep keeps you from bleeding that stuff. And the law is to protect us Richard, from I, getting sick. Richard, thank you for the call. So 
Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. The number for you to call in is 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. If you are one who is calling in on our Discord lines or had hoped to or anything like that, it's just not going to work tonight. Just not doing Discord tonight. So, you know, all the best. Next, tomorrow. We'll, we'll have it up and running tomorrow. It's Mark with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And Melanie. Today, large corporations act as middlemen for our everyday online communications and transactions. Peakless, you were uh, talking about this just moments ago. Often, they work hand-in-hand hand with governments. In the last few years, these centralized social networks have all launched payment networks. Bitcoin and Ethereum have not been able to scale enough to compete. The team behind Intercoin spent the last decade creating an open web-based, decentralized social platform to rival Facebook and Google. Now, they can use it to roll out a revolutionary payment platform on top. If decentralized crypto doesn't soon gain mainstream adoption to power everyday payments, it'll be Facebook and WeChat's world, and we'll just live in it. Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in meat space. And we think here on Free Talk Live that that's so important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. If you think that freedom is important, too, check out Intercoin at Intercoin.org. You can invest in the project and potentially make big gains, and it doesn't matter how much you've got. They've got uh, uh, investment levels for everyone, or just be involved and perhaps shape its future. It's intercoin.org. That's intercoin.org. Well, uh, let's go back to the phones. I got Jackie calling in from Kansas. Um, Jackie, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Um, I'd just like to talk about kids getting back to I think it's extremely important that we do that for the education of our children, for our country's future. And I don't understand how all these companies, you know, went right to work to build respirators and everything when everyone needed them for COVID. Why can't we do the same thing and get some UV ventilators, ventilation systems in the classrooms, get our kids into school? Um, what about, I mean, you know, this, the online classes, I mean, it's, it, everybody's got internet these days and they've got computers and, and these sorts of things. Can't, uh, kids get, uh, on online schooling. Isn't that how education that is going to be done in the future? No, no, that, that does, I am a retired teacher and that is not what young children anyway, yeah. maybe college is okay. But our young kids need to be in the classroom. They need to be with a teacher and using manipulatives and learning. It gets really sad, and our our country's going to suffer for it. Is that happening? I, I wouldn't know, be able. To, I would not be able to answer this question. I'm not. This is not a gotcha. I have no idea. What are other countries around the world doing right now with school? Um, I know Denmark and Sweden are actually in school. I don't remember if they even ever shut down their schools, but I know there are other countries that have children in the classrooms. And I don't understand why we are not studying. I know it's a big political thing, and 
I've heard teachers' unions are against it, but I am a teacher who would go back to teaching if it meant my grandchildren getting an education. It's important. Well, I think that um, what 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 I find in this time is is that we all were ultimately responsible for our kids' education. Like that was it was our responsibility, not the schools. And now we're seeing that in glaring relief that um, the schools aren't going to take responsibility for your kids' education. <laughs> and in many cases, um, we took we tied a story last night that a kid that wasn't doing their homework uh, was sent to jail, um, and. Uh, you know, like it, it just seems like government has terrible solutions to just about every problem. And, um, you know, this is just yet another one. Jackie, what do you think? Yeah. Well, that, that's crazy. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. It, uh, the, that's the, really the, not a The girl was on probation. I will uh, caveat it with that. So as a the judge considered it a, pri- a violation of pro- her probation that she wasn't getting up for school and doing her homework. Uh-huh. Well, I don't. I mean, I can understand that viewpoint, but that isn't a solution. That's not really helping the girl. But, I mean, older kids, you know, you have to deal with them differently. And I totally get where it's, yeah, it should be parents' responsibility. But I've also seen the other side of single parents. You know, how can they work and and try to get the education going for the kids? I, it's so much stress. This whole situation that's going on is so much stress for family so and, and it's on kids. what i am hearing is yeah. i'm hearing a lot of people locally and some not so locally complain about the schools not and, and they don't know here if they're gonna open the schools yet or not complaining about the schools not opening and i am not i have not heard a single person say i am so worried the schools aren't going to open because then my child isn't going to learn calculus i'm so worried they're not going to open because then i don't think i can teach a fifth grader as well as a certified teacher could, or I'm worried they're not going to learn history. The absolute only complaint I've heard is what am I going to do for daycare? And that (laughs) is not what we're sold. That's not education. Yeah, that's not education. And it's not what we're sold on when they send you that property tax bill for somebody else's, you know, what somebody else is looking for, just free daycare. I mean, when you have a kid, like, we're not plants, you don't just wake up one day and there's, like, another tiny human butting off your arm. You chose, in, in the overwhelming majority of, of cases, you chose to do something that you knew created humans, so then you should be prepared to take care of one, and that includes having somewhere to put them during the day. You know, teaching them basic things and, like, it's it's not the government's job to provide you free daycare nine nine or ten months out of the year and in every other case when the government doesn't provide something the free market steps in because it would have provided that anyway so rather that's taking care of your own kids or hiring someone else to do it i mean i'm if it was up to me i'd just close all the public schools because i i think if, if kids were at home playing minecraft all day i think they're better off than they are in public school and i think that that's neglectful so well, I disagree with that. I don't think all the video and the internet is the answer either. A little bit of it, maybe. But I didn't but say it was the answer. I said it was preferable to the current situation. I, yeah, I, okay. I don't want that yeah. either. I'm just saying it's so bad that it's worse than that. Yeah. 
there's not an easy answer, but there needs to be interaction. Kids need to be learning, and they learn by doing. And I don't know how parents can work jobs and do all of that. And like you said, well, we're a, a, a sexual dimorphic species, which means that everyone gets two parents. What what happens yeah. to them after the fact is kind of a behavioral issue. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I don't have any solutions. But uh, Corey DeAngelis uh, tweets here and gets a lot of a lot of traction with it. We spend fifteen thousand dollars per child in public schools. Imagine if that money went directly to families. A teacher could set up a micro school with just ten students and pull in a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Not that I advocate for that stuff, but it's a better solution than what we got. News from news.bitcoin.com. Another 83 tons in fake gold found in China. Crypto still much harder to counterfeit. Host Stefan Molyneux banned from YouTube. Receives $100,000 in crypto donations afterward. Reporters uncover $11 trillion in offshore government-sanctioned bank accounts. Bitcoin Cash still potentially private and unconfiscatable. Bitcoin.com is your source for getting started with cryptocurrencies. Getting a wallet, buying Bitcoin Cash, mining, and all the latest cryptocurrency news at news.bitcoin.com. Live. Caller in the last segment brought up uh, going back to school. She was advocating for it, and I could definitely see how people are like, "Hey, you know, I'm paying these property taxes to send kids to school. Why are my property taxes going down? Why are the teachers continuing to get their paychecks?" I mean, if you're going to steal the same amount of money from me, regardless, and I get to pick if schools are open or not. Burn them to the ground and salt the earth, because the ground is now cursed and we can't use it for a hundred years or something. I made that up just now, but don't open them. Um, if you believe like Melanie does, then perhaps you're a libertarian. If you are a libertarian, then maybe you want to go to liberty.menu and find out about the businesses and digital content and events that are all listed there. Uh, listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's even a social networking aspect it's liberty.menu. If you use coupon code FTL when you sign up, you'll get a special badge at liberty.menu. You can't give you anything more than a special badge because it's free. Liberty.menu. I So I know what it's like to have a kid. I know that uh, homeschooling doesn't work for every family, uh, every kid all the time. Now, our kid was homeschooled and unschooled, or you call it what you want, uh, for the first, well, I use 11. And then he decided he wanted to go to school. He wanted to hang out with other kids, and that's a fair thing to want. Well, so, and, and as far as that one goes, that's one of the nicer things about being in New Hampshire is that you have so many people that are homeschooling, you can actually set up a, a network with the other people that are homeschooling so that they can get that social experience. Indeed. Because that's one of the things she was saying that they were missing with schools being closed. And uh, I would say that to some extent a Montessori school or uh, you know a democratic school or a variety of their schools fills that role to some extent too. For us, it was easier to do the Montessori school, so we did that. And it's been great. But just like all the other parents out there, now we got our kid back. 
and we paid tuition. We paid full tuition and got three quarters of a of, of an education. And I'm not really interested in writing a check for a full tuition and then getting online schooling for my kid, which is going to be really rough, by the way, for private schools around the country. And it's going to give them the incentive to open their doors. And maybe opening doors isn't the right thing to do with this virus. I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't know. I can see where parents come down on either side of this issue, but I think that ultimately what we can see is this is this is yet another failure of government. And what I would like to see is, is just, uh, you know, frankly, ladies and gentlemen, government schools are a failure over and over and over again. They come in, you can see on average um, that the graduates uh, on average are functionally illiterate 19% of the time. So that's one out of every five graduates is functionally illiterate from a government school. Yeah, graduates. Not the kids that didn't make it. They went to jail first or dropped out or, you know, ran away from home or whatever. I don't know what their percentages are, but it ain't good. And um, in some districts, that number is as high as 40%. So two out of every five kids are functionally illiterate. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. And when you look at those numbers, you might as well have nothing. Because this is what the government school system is. It's and, a, that's, and that's what the government school system was originally set up to do, was to combat illiteracy. Sure. Um, but now what it is, is a middle-class welfare babysitting day prison. And, I mean, I remember even when I was in school, they had just gotten rid of the seniors being able to go out and get lunch off campus. But they wouldn't, enough of them wouldn't return that they decided... Yeah, we're going to stop that. So we don't do that anymore. So it really is. I mean, some of these schools have they have they have uh, body scanners. They've got uh, metal detectors. They've got fences, barbed wire. They got the whole shebang. They they're almost indiscernible from prisons from the outside. And, and they frequently use exactly the technology that is developed in prisons. Yeah, I'm not terribly interested in rushing back to this as a better effect if this covid thing finally kills off government education and gives us some kind of school something in its place anything in its place has to be better i will i will sign that trade-off if if like even if if it's the lockdown goes on for another six months or a year that would be worth i'm not saying i am morally okay to make this trade-off on behalf of other people because they would have to also deal with the lockdown but that would be a fair trade-off in my mind if that gets rid of public schools because then now life is better for absolutely everyone forever yeah Yeah, there, there are a lot of things that people just don't realize that these public schools are doing to their children and some of the more uh, nefarious things are they give you the illusion of having critical thinking skills without actually having the ability to think critically about things. And they motivate an absolute hatred for history. I mean, they teach it in, in exactly the wrong way for a human brain to comprehend. So almost everyone ends up hating history and never learning it. Yeah, history, history and to me is... Uh, and you know, math. The- they do the same thing to math. They just see how much they can mess it up. And pre-Common Core, so that you think you, you're bad at it. Well, I don't know if we're talking about a math versus arithmetic, but, um, I, you know, I, I, I'm against the idea that schools even... Uh, because, you know, why did I take uh, trigonometry and analytic geometry? 
because it was a value-free class. What's value-free mean? Okay, so uh, when when they first started instituting government schooling, uh, the big issue that they had at the time was that you were putting Protestant and Catholic children in together, and there was uh, some variance in the in the values that the, that those children uh, expected. Well, that their parents expected those children to learn. So the children would come home, and they would have. Uh, Protestant values in Catholic houses and uh, Catholic values in Protestant houses. And this so upset the parents that they would continually rail against it. So the the school solution to this was to just stop teaching values. And with uh, with mathematics, it's it's something that you can spend a lot of time on uh, because it, you know, really goes, you know, further and further into higher and higher levels of mathematics and right. more Ma- and more useless to the ordinary uh, life mathematics. Well, I, I don't know and that no, no values. mathematics is useless to a average person because if done right, it teaches you to some extent logic. If schools actually taught math, I would be very much in favor of it. That's not what occurs, well, though. Well, the the higher level stuff definitely becomes less and less useful as you get higher and higher. You will it. never like apply it at a job for most people, but it's still it's still useful to n- be able to figure things out. And that's what math does if they actually taught it. Well, I wouldn't be able to give you the uh, the scientific like me with math uh, classes and me without them because I took classes that I have currently never used. Like, I haven't used algebra in real life, let alone uh, trigonometry. And the idea that I spent this amount of time and, and frankly drove down my GPA <laughs> um, on this useless skill for me. I mean, when I think of high school and all the things I learned, and I, I stack it up, Latin and trigonometry and biology honors look look I'm, I'm not saying i don't you know biology isn't useful at all but man i learned a lot about a lot of stuff that i just don't use i wish i would have learned a whole lot more of biology just for like life applications. the internet has that for you and it's free um right but, but it didn't at the time well all i'm saying is is that i learned a lot that i haven't used and typing was the was an elective and it's the only thing that i did use from high school. Now you could say that I learned critical thinking skills or logic or a variety of things, but I never took that class. I would not say you learned that in public school. Yeah, school <laughs> did not do that for you. I, I, don't know. I, I like I refuse to believe otherwise. I have some critical have thinking skills that. and some logic, but that where did say I get they them? From the school, they are, were not from the institution that is anti those things. Are those the critical thinking skills you learned from the critical thinking questions in the textbook? Your call's next, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. What do you want to see government education look like as we come out of this pandemic? Free Talk Live. Four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five, four fifty three. Final segment of Free Talk Live. I can probably still take you if you call in. I want to thank Joshua, who's a silver amplifier, for amplifying Free Talk Live. Amplifiers advertise, market, and promote. That's why we call it AMP, the AMP program, at AMP AMP dot freetalklive.com 
And they allow us to bring the message of liberty to people seven nights a week on almost 200 radio stations across the United States. And we are happy to do it, and we're able to do it because of the amplifiers. We give you this platform of free speech here seven nights a week because of folks like Joshua. And you can be one, too, if you go to amp.freetalklive.com. In fact, I would encourage it. Please. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and exchange value for value. We give you the show. You support us. Amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I hear you guys are a big fan of big government. (laughs) People lie about us all the time. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. Listening on K-E-N-N, beautiful downtown Farmington, Mexico, F-C-U-S-A, home of the car dealerships that cheat you. Um, so Darren White, uh, he's, if you like big government, you like Darren White. He's a two-time sheriff here in Albuquerque. Oh, you know what? He's got a connection to you guys. How so? Did you know that? Well, your uh, your presidential candidate, he, he worked for your presidential candidate, uh, I believe, on his campaign, but he also he also worked for him uh, as a cabinet secretary. And, uh, and, uh, Gary Johnson? Oh, I know there was a... Yeah, Gary Johnson. And the former was, uh, Libertarian Party candidate, yeah. Not, yeah, of the many, many... Go ahead. Not all Libertarians will claim him, but I, I will. I was going to say, I, our candidate? Yeah, no, that's that's not mine. Yeah, well, I, I got throw in some sarcasm. Republicans come get your Gary Johnson. <laughs> well, come get your come get your Darren White too. Um, but anyway, one of the little of, of the many controversies with Darren White. Oh, and by the way, Darren White's uh, he's he's also one of you in another way. He's he's a he has a radio program on KKOB Radio in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it's quite a train wreck. It's uh, it's worth uh, looking going to the KKOB website and and listening to. Two or three minutes of Darren White uh, rant and rave and make no sense and be illogical and have little hissy fits and stuff like that. But I presume so you called in and chatted with him. Well, I did. Funny you should ask. I did until actually uh, I, I called in. The last time I called in to talk to him, the uh, his producer, Kid Missile, said uh, he's not taking your calls anymore. And that happened to coincide. Uh, he made that decision. My previous call had been uh, ranting about the district attorney in uh, Bernalillo County, Albuquerque here, uh, Raul Torres, who is prosecuting, trying to put me in prison for four years. And when I tra- when I brought that case up, then my very next call to Sh- Sheriff Darren White on his radio program, he wasn't taking my calls anymore. And it se- seems like there might be a connection between my criticism of uh, D.A. Raul Torres, who uh, obviously Darren White knows quite well, and uh, and and Darren's decision to to ban me from his radio program the very next call, a couple Perhaps. days later, yeah. And uh, but there was another of the many 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 controversies with Darren White. Here's another one. You know, so so uh, Darren White was a Gary Johnson Libertarian candidate uh, for president. Uh, was his cabinet secretary, public safety cabinet secretary, and 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 Darren White quit, resigned his position because of Gary Johnson's support of marijuana. So, you know, but, but then, you know, then after that, after Darren White quit because quit Gary Johnson because of his support for marijuana, guess what Darren White does now? He is uh, somehow behind some uh, f- uh, company. Well, not just, not just, 
not just somehow, he's the CEO of Pure Life, one of the largest medical, not just medical, marijuana dispensaries in the state of New Mexico. He won one of the lucky lotteries to get one of the however oh, many there were. I heard, yeah, I heard well, you he buy won. those. Sounds legit. Well, he won it fair and square, man. You know, with all his past connections and the public service he's done, he deserved one. So he won it fair and square. Thank you for so keeping an was, eye on these folks, David. I do appreciate it. He uh, he is vigilant and on the job there in New Mexico. Let's go to Frederick calling in from Illinois. Frederick, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hi. Um, oh, uh, really, I wanted to talk a lot about uh, gun control. Okay. Uh, my father is from England, and uh, he came here to America a long time ago. And uh, he has kind of a problem with a lot of guns that are here in America. And he, he's wondering, well, you know, you're a lot of European countries. Have... <laughs> I, think, I think you should. Yeah. He's a, well, you know, he, he, he looks at all the European countries and he, he says, well, if it works there, uh, why wouldn't it work in America? I was wondering what your take on that would be. Well, it it doesn't work there because they still have murders and knife attacks and acid attacks and just general crime. So it doesn't work. A lot of people work. killed by bricks in England. But, bricks but, and well, chains. If, if you look, but then on the other end of it, if you look at the U.S. crime stats and you remove, I think it's Chicago, D.C., and New Orleans. But if you remove a couple of high gun controls, high blue s- cities, then the U.S. gun violence rate goes way down. I mean, the U.S. is well, a third of a continent. It's not really a homogenous mass. Yeah, so up, yeah, up here yeah. in, uh, in New Hampshire, we have uh, constitutional carry, so concealed, unconcealed, uh, what have you. And uh, even in even in a, a kind of not-so-great city like uh, Manchester, you still have a, a very low violent crime rate. Yeah, New Hampshire is one of the bottom three uh, states in the country for violence uh, generally. It's, it's just one of the safest places to live. And both New Hampshire and Vermont, and frankly Maine to some extent, have pretty good uh, gun laws. New Hampshire being better than Vermont now. Vermont used to be better than New Hampshire, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire in those in that order. Vermont and New Hampshire have constitutional carry. I Maine is pretty good. I don't know. So, um, you know, I mean, like, I think that the correlation between uh, guns and violence is pretty iffy. And there's people who have made correlations in the other direction. There's some college professor, John Lott, I believe is his name, uh, who does more guns, less crime. And you can read his work and present any of that to your father, uh, whom I'm sure will reject it out of hand because it doesn't uh, fit his uh, worldview well, because and, and that's see, how people are. But <laughs> I don't know that that's, that's relevant because if you're going to say, what should we do about gun control, then the relevant question is, what happens in places with gun control, not what happens in places with guns. Right. And some of the worst crimes in America are um, the most the most crimes and the worst crimes in America are uh, committed in the places that have the gun control laws. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, we're, we're up here in Chicago and uh, he says he a lot of it is because these high gun control cities are right next to uh, or high gun control states are right next to states that uh, have very low gun control. But the states they're uh, next to with those rules are fine. Yeah, no, that's... uh, But he says uh, it's also a problem with, well, you know, them getting guns from easier-to-purchase states, but it's also uh, the whole city mob mentality. So do you ever think that 
a, uh, a less gun control would work in a big city where people are, you know, more confident to see that kind of stuff. I, I think Houston has uh, pretty low gun control uh, as far as cities go, Dallas, uh, these sorts of places, um, and they seem to do okay uh, i mean you know they're beating chicago but that ain't saying much um, the internet says that maine is also a constitutional carry state yeah and so no, yeah, obviously no, yeah. the, the culture matters so if you have an impoverished low mm-hmm. low morality mm-hmm. high time preference culture you're going to have more crime whether or not you have gun control but if you control for the factor of gun control in either of those cultures you're going to have less violent crime because now the criminals know, okay, behind every door I kick in is an AR. How many doors do I want to kick in today? I'd say households uh, that you have a higher correlation of households without dads um, that, to, to crime sure. than you do uh, guns to crime. So I would uh, talk to your dad about uh, you know that. Hey, look, you success. <laughs> you, know, like, you really are solving the problem, and it doesn't have much to do with these things that go kabang. But uh, you know, I think America is a place that likes guns. And uh, you know, many of the claims that are made around guns, I often wonder to myself whether those claims, the, the positive claims, uh, whether those are really held up by the numbers either. I think that one of the reasons that we have so many um, civilians shot by police officers in this country is because uh, you know the police officers are always worried that somebody might have a gun, and they might. There's more. There's two guns for every human in America. Frederick, thank you for the call. And you can check us out at freetalklive.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Sign up for our Telegram channel. Go to freetalklive.com. It's all right there for you to check out, peruse, and enjoy. freetalklive.com. You know what's really smart? Wash your hands frequently, practice social distancing, and stay home if told to do so. You know what's really dumb? To ignore your immune system. Right now, more than ever, your health depends on a strong immune system. The experts at Immunicorp will give you their seven-step guide to immunity for life, free. Why? Because we want you to be smart and healthy. Simply call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunocorp has been producing the world's leading immune system products for more than two decades. To get your free seven-step guide to immunity for life, call 800-446-3063. 800-446-3063. Be smart. Don't ignore your immune system. Your life depends on it. Call 800-446-3063 or click immunityforlife.com. Immunityforlife.com. Did you know you can support freedom of speech just by visiting shop.freetalklive.com? You'll see links to Walmart, Love Java, Newegg, and more. Every day, Free Talk Live is at the forefront of the liberty movement as the biggest liberty-oriented talk show in the world, giving you a platform to be heard on any topic. Get listener-only specials without doing anything other than an extra click. Visit shop.freetalklive.com, use the links, and buy what you'd be buying anyway. Take action now, save and support freedom. Visit shop.freetalklive.com. It's shop.freetalklive.com.